We're Suze and Meg. We've been friends for over 20 years and now we're 40. Join us on 40 Things at 40 as we explore this new decade of life. We've each made a list of 40 things to try and we're cheering each other on. Listen in as we chat about our adventures, getting older, and why pushing outside our comfort zone is so important. Welcome everyone to the 40 Things at 40 podcast. We're on episode 12. Today's date is Monday, June 14th, 2021. I am Maggie Wren and I'm excited to have you with us today uh, with my lovely partner as always. Hi everyone, this is Susan Shepley. Thanks for coming back to 40 Things at 40. We're as always excited to be here and today Meg and I are going to be kind of checking in with each other and doing yeah. a bit of a touch base on how the last, I guess, month two has been going on our list. So we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been working on and yeah. catch each other up. So let's get started. Meg, maybe you can tell us about, you know, something on your list, an item that you've been working on that you want to highlight. What's been a highlight lately for you? I made a list of my list. So for the list makers in the world who are like, list upon list, that sounds great. It's actually fun to scroll through our posts because it's a lovely way to be like, oh, I'm accomplishing so much. I feel, I see the growth in myself that's happened over the last couple of months. And I'm so grateful that we're doing this together, my friend, that we we didn't abandon ship even in the midst of multiple lockdowns where we live and yes. inability to really leave our hopes effectively. <laughs> we kept it moving. We did. Okay. So lots of things. Um, I want to highlight one of my most recent because lots of people were really lovely. It was a vulnerable moment for me. I'm sure you know what I'm going to talk about, but I'm excited to talk about this with you. I, one of the things on my list was to wear a two piece to the beach, which feels it's, it's, this is a multi-layer thing. It essentially comes from a place of, I wanted to wear a bathing suit that was perhaps less about trying to cover myself strategically, but more about me wearing something that was a little bit outside my comfort zone in an effort to be more comfortable in my body, to be celebrated, you know, instead of trying to wear something to cover everything else. I mean, I was that kid at a young age, always wearing a t-shirt over her bathing suit at the beach. and would only take off said t-shirt mm-hmm. when I was going into the water and the transition into the water was as quick as possible. You do the like uh, running, yeah. like throw the t-shirt and do yeah. the run. Yes. yes. Like I love jumping into Lake Huron at 54 degrees. Sure. Um, that feels like a plan and being really comfortable. Now I will say over the last several years, I have very much settled into a sense of like, I'm comfortable with who I am. Um, I can sit at the beach, like hunched over doing something. And I'm not as like concerned about how my body's presenting, but I wanted to do it because I'm mindful of the image I project. I'm very motivated by this idea of growing up with, you know, my, my kids seeing me and me always talking positively about my body. I really care about that deeply. Mm -hmm. So I bought this two piece on Amazon after researching for a really good price and put it on and took a picture and then posted it and then felt a little bit vulnerable in that moment where I'm like, Oh, Meg, you've posted a picture of yourself in a bathing suit on the internet where anybody can take a peek. But then I remembered in this moment of all the things people share, I don't know about you, but I am floored by the vulnerability people will have when they share things, whether it's experiences or 
um, things they're struggling with. So the fact that I sort of took this leap and then everybody was, of course, lovely and supportive and, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think connected with, and I want to say men and women, I don't want to say women are the only ones who have body issues because Mm -hmm. I think men have a lot of pressure to be and look a certain way too. But I think there's something uh, powerful about this bathing suit. And I didn't want to be the kind of person who's into my forties. I want to be the older woman walking around with like zero Fs, you know, I want to just be (laughs) owning it in the best way possible. And so Uh, I've been wearing it and swimming in it. And the more I've worn it, the more comfortable I've gotten to the point that now I'm like, I don't even bat an eyelash about it. So that's um, awesome. Good for you. And it's a very cute bathing suit, by the way. Did it take a while to pick it or tell me about the the shopping process? Oh God, there's because you can get, I opted for a high waisted two piece Mm -hmm. to kind of go high, a little bit higher on the tummy because I felt like that would be more comfortable with a top that would be enough support for uh, us ladies who are let's say over a b or a c cup right. i didn't want anybody flying out um, in a swim so any surprises <laughs> at the beach that's not what you were looking for nope well i mean maybe that's phase three is just getting <laughs> to the point where i can show anybody my body naked and just be cool with it i don't know if i should aim for that now that i think about it there's probably <laughs> reasons not to be fully naked uh, in front of strangers as much, but um, picking the top and the bottom and the color and the fit. And I read lots of descriptions and not spending an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. I also hate the fact that you can spend like, in fairness, I'm cheap when it comes to bathing suits. I feel like other people would reasonably spend a hundred to $150 mm-hmm. on a bathing suit. I aim for like $50 or less. And my bathing right. suit in fact was like $28. That's so, awesome. Thank you, Amazon. Yeah. Thank you, Amazon. So well, and I guess the other thing is too, you're in and out of your pool at home all the time. Yeah. Right. And we know yeah. what chlorine does to these bathing suits. So why not start with, this is kind of like your your rookie two piece and yeah. go all sorts of directions from here. Yeah. Look out skies. Well, let's not, that's true. Who knows what's going to happen in the future, Suze, but uh, I'm, I'm really, really, really happy. I did it. And I'm really happy. I put it out there and push myself on it. Cause it is definitely as much as I may project that I'm cool, confident about it. It, it felt pretty vulnerable for me, yes. but then uh, lots of support and, I think about the good example. So absolutely. And I know that's when you've talked about for a long time for, I don't even think, I think it was even before 40 things. I remember you talking about wanting to rock a two piece, which you totally did. So kudos. That's very exciting. And I mean, good timing for the summer. Now you can just be hanging out in the backyard doing all sorts of activities in that cute bathing suit. I love it. Mowing the grass. Who knows? People who mow their grass in the bathing suit, I am baffled by you. I don't understand you. (laughs) We had a neighbor when I was growing up who always mowed the grass in her bikini top. Yeah. So that's what I always think of. But hey, if you got it, flaunt it, and everybody's got it. So you might as well if you're comfortable with it. How old was said person? Um, Oh, gosh. I need to understand and appreciate Maybe her 30s. Mm -hmm. Good for her. Yeah, maybe. Good for her. Like late 30s. Did she anyway. have a beer? Did she have a beer on that? Um, probably. I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe. I don't know. I'm setting an image. Anyways, um, Suze, let's talk about one of your items. What have you tackled recently that you wanted to highlight? Sure. So one for me is I live very close to the Royal Botanical Gardens. Yes. Here. Um, well, I don't live in Burlington, but it's in Burlington. And 
I, it's honestly kind of always been a mystery to me. I knew that there were these huge gardens, like hundreds of acres, and I would see the signs. And last summer, I kind of stumbled upon the Arboretum that's not too far from me, which is basically just like this beautiful open space with gorgeous trees. And you can wander around and there's trails. And I I find the older I get, the more soothing nature is to me. I would not say I um, (laughs) am a terribly outdoorsy person. That's not really ever been my jam. But there's something so soothing and peaceful about nature and just being in the peace of that, especially having now lived in cities for um, a good portion of my life, Long which I still time. find very weird. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So, a um, couple of weeks ago, I was having a lot of stress in my work, and I knew that I just needed to get out of the house. And I found out from a friend that one of the Royal Botanical Gardens was still open through the lockdown. So um, headed out and did that, got there after seven and it was beautiful. It was like a perfect June night. The irises were out and like a beautiful vegetable garden they'd planted. And we just wandered around and people were so chill And it was beautiful. And honestly, it was like maybe kind of boring, but it brought me so much joy just being in those gardens. And it really made me think about when I was a kid and my grandma and my mom and my great aunts and various cousins, we would go to garden shows. I don't know. Did you ever go to like... You know, you have like, well, there'd be the home and garden. I do that with like my mom and dad, but then there'd be garden tours, pardon me, garden tours in like your little town. So me and my mom and my grandma would go to these garden tours and it just reminded me of that. And it was lovely. And now I just want to hang out in a garden like all day long and just be in nature. Yeah. I think there's something, it has to be a bit of a shared universal experience because think about if you've ever toured, I have not done a lot of like, garden tours. I was probably like one of the worst in terms of embracing this idea of the beauty of being outside. I came to it late, but I'm like you, I can appreciate being outside. But think about old estates. Like if you ever tour, whether it's, you know, somewhere, anywhere there was like a large home built, Mm -hmm. there's always this huge, incredible, precise, beautiful garden that they cultivated. And there has to be something, I mean, obviously wealth and privilege that comes with it. But I think (laughs) beyond that, just the the effect of people wanting to cultivate it like it's generational these are long mm-hmm. periods of time why else reasonably would people spend all the time energy and effort putting them together because it is a lot I it am is. I think I'm in reasonably good shape until I garden and then I can't pull weeds for more than 10 minutes without feeling like my heart's gonna explode so yes, it's hard I think work it's, I do I think it's it's there's something universal about it and I totally understand it is there another one like is there, do you want to see gardens in BC? Is there one in the GTA that you want to see? Like, is there a garden somewhere or? That I'm, I'm going to, I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm just a little more open now to wandering around. Whereas when I was younger, it was fun and nice, but I don't, I don't know if I really appreciated it. Like you're Got saying, it. but Got I it. can see now, you know, I think I might get a membership to the RBG and then I think that will open up some other botanical. I keep saying botanical. I think it's botanical, but I like botanical now, gardens around the world. It, it's 
Why you put the bow in botanical? Um, <laughs> so that, that was my like lovely thing I did nice. in the last couple of weeks. And uh, I'm looking forward to more nature. That has been a really soothing thing for me during the pandemic is even like I don't have to wake up to an alarm clock because I'm working from home. I'm hearing right. the birds sing. Yeah. I'm noticing the seasons a little bit more. Like it's definitely brought more mindfulness into my day, totally which has true. been lovely. That's great. That's great, my friend. Thanks. What about you? What else? What else has happened? You're rocking that two piece. And what I'm, else have you been working on? I did a Disney course. Uh, that Tell was the last thing more. I did. Well, you know, we had our dream to go to Evanston and we were going to do one of the courses that the Disney leader, what is it? The Disney Leadership uh, Institute. So they offer courses kind of highlighting what makes them successful, what's their approach. And you knew I wanted to do one. And initially my plan was to go to Orlando, take one like on the ground to kind of learn to it because I have realized and identified in myself, developing people, working with people, creating culture and community. That's something I like to do. And I think I have a talent for it. Yes, you put it together, agreed. I want to nurture it. I want to think about how can I think strategically about creating community. And so the students I work with in my current role, but then I also like to do it for staff as well. Like there was a long time ago, somebody sent me this job posting. It was about chief morale officer for a company. And I feel like that's 100% up my alley, like working for an organization and working exclusively on how to create positive culture in workplaces, whether that's with whoever I'm really interested in that. So I took a course called People Make the Difference. And it was kind of talking about, I mean, one of the biggest things I took away from it was this idea that when you're working as an organization, you need to have a simplified motto, philosophy statement that you use, and you need to use it consistently at all levels. Because I wouldn't say that's been my experience. I mean, obviously, we work in higher education, Mm -hmm. and there's policies, and there's things that we rally behind. But sometimes my unit might have a slightly different focus, language, mission statement, than somebody else. And they're always long, and they're detailed, and they're, they're pretty complex. It's not like everybody can recite the one thing that we do here that's really simplified. And I took that away from it, that if you can develop a plan for working with people, you you have to start on a foundation of this is who we are. And that everybody needs to know those things. They have like four pillars that they de- mm-hmm. you know design it around and everything relates back to the four pillars that their experiences for their customers. So there was a lot, there was a lot I took away from it, but it really well done as Disney Excellent. does. And did, were you connected with other people or was it a self self-study? Yeah. yeah. Self-study. So you have access to the module and then you get to kind of work your way through and watch videos. And then there's a, there's an accompanied sort of uh, reflection activity. So you get to fill in for yourself. How can you apply this to your own workplace concept? It was really good. So That's excellent. Maybe I'll like end up being a morale officer at Disney. Who knows? Oh gosh, that would be, can you imagine? That'd be fascinating. Of- I think that what a machine they are. And I love their focus on the customer experience and that excellence is kind of in everything that they do. Right. Yeah. We were talking about how helpful it's been to go through our lists again periodically and see where we're at and what we've updated on Facebook. I was starting to feel like, oh my gosh, maybe I'm not doing enough. And it was starting to feel a little pressure filled. So I did the same. I went through the list and I was like, man, it's June 
and I've gotten a lot done or I'm on my way to getting a lot of these done. And I need to remind myself, this is supposed to be fun and expansive, not about punishing or having to like uh, perform. So I always have to watch for that myself just to keep it fun and light and and have a good time with it because that's really what it's about. So delicate balance with competing priorities, right? Whereas if we put it out there, we're more likely to make it happen, but it doesn't want to feel like, oh, this is one other thing I have to do in the week. And I have so much that I have to be responsible for. So yes. Um, Okay. Well, um, tell me about something else you've been working on. So on Friday night, I went to a paint night, which was super cool. I had never done a formal paint night before. And this one was run by a museum near Ottawa, Osborne Township Museum. Great. I love that question mark in that statement. We'll put put that in the show notes, everybody. But they do monthly paint nights. One of my friends that I went to school with shared a link about it a few weeks ago. And I loved the picture that they were painting, which was beautiful fields and a pretty barn and a nice tree. So I decided to sign up for that. So that was Friday night. I got all my like old art supplies out that I haven't used in years and an old canvas from Dollarama had the zoom up and the teacher just walked us through. So there were probably about 20 people in the class and we all took a picture at the end together with our creations. And it was so fascinating to see how every single person had interpreted the painting that we were all doing in a slightly different way. Right. Um, But it felt really good. There were parts of the instructions where I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have purple wildflowers. (laughs) So I didn't do it. My barn purple. No, No, not feeling it. The barn looked totally wonky, but I just rolled with it. And I ended up with a really cool um, painting that I'm very proud of. So I'm going to hang it up on the wall. And where are you going to put it at home? Yeah, I'm going to put it in my office to the left of my vision board that we talked about another week because it does kind of look like my dream property. So I'm just going to stick it up there. Alex would definitely appreciate that. She'd like you visualizing your, your goal and having it up there as a reminder. That's right. Have you done a paint night before? No, but uh, I should have in retrospect, we had the option at work several years ago to do a low ropes course or to do a paint night, and I opted to try the low ropes. Um, which I was remember a that. Yeah, this it was, was a scary. I actually have a mild to moderate phobia of heights, and so even though I might have been thirty feet in the air and I was, you know, hooked in safely and securely, um, when you have to step out onto a shaky rope bridge. 30 feet in the air and you have a fear of heights, it's it's not great. So I learned a valuable lesson, but painting wouldn't be, it, it would be something I would say is underdeveloped for me. So maybe, um, no, I don't, I don't have any interest in developing that talent, but you know what? I've got other things, but I love that you did it and that you enjoy it as a creative outlet. I think that's amazing. Thanks, Meg. It was. It was very fun. I would definitely do it again if I liked the painting they were doing. I'm kind of bratty that way. Yeah, Yeah, it's dependent on that. But I guess those would be, yeah, lately kind of the two highlights, the Royal Botanical Garden and then Paint Night. Um, What's coming up for you? Do you have something on the horizon you're excited about? Tattoo. Um, (gasps) Yes. Remember, I was going to get it done and then... uh, our province shut down again and we could remember that 
Yeah, I do. That was like Mother's Day, right? Is that when it happened? It was right around then. Um, Yeah, I guess. Or was it earlier than that? Was it going to be April? I remember I had it booked and then it just missed the cutoff for being able to all hop Mm -hmm. in the schedule to get my tattoo, which I'm very excited about. Um, I think about my running one all the time and have a love-hate relationship. Here's what I've learned about running, Suze. Yes. People who run don't run easier than anybody else. So when Mm. you run, you are always, wherever you are in the experience, you sometimes have the moment where your body's like, and you should stop running now. And then you have to tell that part of yourself that's like, no, 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 we're okay. You can keep going. And you have to push yourself and push yourself Mm -hmm. to start. And even though at the end, that culmination feels amazing throughout the way, every single time I have to take a leap and run for longer, there's, I'm always hesitant. I'm like, Oh, why am I doing this? And yet afterwards, then I feel great. And I'm like, this is great. I love this. I Mm -hmm. love doing it. So, um, I'm working towards my 10 K Well, I'm working up to my 5k stamina, double it. That feels at this point, like an impossible goal, but I know everybody who runs feels that way about whatever it is, whether it's 5k, 10 K half marathon, marathon I think there's Mm -hmm. there's always a moment where you think there's no way I can possibly do that so I'm excited about trying to hit that one that's one I'm if I run a 10k I should say if because then you are when I run a 10k that one for me is going to really stand out as a huge achievement because that felt like something I'd never be able to do Mm -hmm. so that's That's one and my tattoo uh and tomorrow we're taking uh we're going off work and we're playing hooky and we're going to go to the beach so i've taken my two piece to the beach um i'll try to snap a photo of me probably Please building a sandcastle like eating a hot dog like the most glamorous shot um but that's, that's summer right there yeah, that's right that's there it's all about yeah kira and i fighting together who knows um what about you what's what's coming up on your list well i mean it's it's summer and yes. you know that I am very pale. We, I do not tan. I burn. Nope. And I need a summer hat. And yes. one of my goals is to have a really great summer hat. So starting this week, I'm on vacation and I am on the hunt for oh, the good. ideal summer hat. Good. So that's number one. Because once I have a hat, then I feel like I can really engage with summer. If yeah. I don't, I just want to hide in my house. And yeah. I remember this very, like, I remember this so well, Meg, when you were living at your old house and you just decided, I'm going to embrace summer. You had like really not enjoyed summer before. I and you did. decided it's happening. And you guys got a pool and you started having bonfires and yeah. you just, you've become like an all season Meg now. And I wasn't before mm-hmm. I would that summer was my least favorite season. Um, yep. so yeah, you're right. And I did, I made a conscious effort to be like, I'm going to push myself to find ways to be outdoors, to make it more comfortable for me. Cause it was yes. the heat and the sun. So I love this for you. That's awesome. Yes. It's going to be foundational to outdoor activities. Um, that's number one is the cool hat. And then I'm going to be planning some more for a trip to Manitoulin Island, which may not actually happen until the fall because the place I want to stay is booked all summer. But I'm very excited about that to start planning some summer getaways and time outside and all that good stuff. Yeah. That's what's up for me. That's great. That's awesome. Well, and then you and I had a conversation 
uh, right before we started, do we keep doing podcasts over the summer? What should we do? And we've decided to wrap up. So this will be our season finale, season one um, of the podcast. 12 episodes feels pretty good. We're going to take this summer to get organized, plan for the fall, start up again. Maybe we'll actually go to a conference or do training about podcasting um, or come up with new guests to be on the podcast. So if you're listening and you have an interest, please reach out to us and let us know because we'll start organizing for the fall. But I think we're going to take the summer, keep working on our list, Mm -hmm. keep keep posting and, and working away, but then coming back in September and kind of having a better sense of what do we want to do in season two maybe it'll be just exactly the same who knows who knows but season two it's coming and we hope that you'll join us for that and that you'll still keep following along at the 40 things at 40 facebook page as well as our instagram account we're documenting all of the awesome things we're doing with our lists and sharing other things as they come along too that relate to this 40 things journey so stay tuned we're still we're still in the game and having lots of fun and we're so glad that you've joined us for season one Yes, thank you to every single person who has taken the time, especially the folks who have listened to every single episode um, and then still seem to enjoy it and have found it hopefully helpful or entertaining or at least created a sense of community for you during a really tough time in the world uh, because it's been a lot of fun for the two of us, I think, to record it as well. So we'll just sign off and say thank you and we'll, we'll talk to you again in September or sometime in the fall. Well, another check mark. If you want to know more information about our list and see what we're going to be tackling this year, we'll put the 40 Things at 40 Facebook link in the show notes.